So as we heard today, we are indeed looking at stories of Isaiah and Hezekiah. As a church, we've been studying the entire Bible together over this uh, past school year. And that brings us to uh, some wonderful passages. And today we'll be learning a little bit about Hezekiah and Isaiah from 2 Kings chapter 18. But before we go to God's word, let us first go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for the blessing of scripture. We thank you for the chance to take this time to focus on you. To let the cares, the concerns, and the worries of our day-to-day lives melt away. We ask for these moments that you would sharpen our focus as we turn to your word. That we might see who you are. We might hear who you are calling us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll be reading today from 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 to 6. 2 Kings 18, 1 to 6. Listen to the word of God. In the third year of King Hoshea, son of Elah of Israel, Hezekiah, son of King Ahaz of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Avi, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed the high places, broke down the pillars, and cut down the sacred pole. He broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the people of Israel had made offerings to it. It was called Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah after him, or among those who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Scripture. We ask that you would help these words to find their way into our lives, that we might come to know more and more who you are and who you have created us to be, even this very day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hezekiah is a little tough to identify. I mean, we, we know lots of Bible characters, and Hezekiah is an important one in this part of Scripture but we don't really know Hezekiah very well. Uh, You would be forgiven for assuming that Hezekiah was the name of one of the books of the Bible. It sounds like a book of the Bible. Uh, Joshua, Ezra, Nehemiah, Hezekiah. But it's not a book of the Bible. You would also be forgiven for assuming that Hezekiah is a prophet. His name fits in perfectly with the other prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Zechariah, Obadiah, Hezekiah. He blends right in, but he's not a prophet. Hezekiah is a king, and as it happens, a very good king. And I think as we read this story of Hezekiah, we find that that this, this passage, this story, it challenges us in two distinct ways. 
I think Hezekiah challenges us in two ways for how we can live our faith. Things that we can do before we go to bed tonight. But before we get to those challenges, we have to look at his story. You see, Hezekiah came to power in a very unusual time in the life of Israel. As we talked about several weeks ago, after Solomon's reign, the nation was split in half. The northern tribes revolted, and God's people were no longer one united kingdom. They had been broken into two. And Hezekiah uh, was the last, the latest, in a series of kings, most of whom were pretty terrible. These uh, kings that, that came after Solomon's son, each king seemed to try to outdo the one before him in wickedness. And these kings were so focused on themselves, they had little focus left over for God or the people. They were more concerned with being superstars than being leaders. Uh, Graham Standish talked to us last week about how lethal stars can be to communities. And so we found this string, this parade of disappointing kings, one after another, until the people learned not to expect too much out of their leaders. They learned to expect disappointment from their kings. And then Hezekiah took the throne. And the people were so accustomed to disappointment and frustration, perhaps that's why Hezekiah was such a shock and such a surprise. I mean, in the passage we read today, it seems as though Hezekiah was pretty fantastic. In fact, we get this wonderful description of Hezekiah in verse 6. Our author tells us that he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. This is the way Hezekiah is described. We also find he's, he's compared to David. Hezekiah seems to have done a wonderful job, but look more closely at that description. This is kind of an unusual description for a leader. Uh, Let me read it again. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. Hezekiah was not a perfect leader. In fact, Hezekiah became famous not for leading But for following. In this description of Hezekiah's reign, Hezekiah went down in history as the king who knew how to follow. What made him a great leader was that Hezekiah was a wonderful follower. And he chose the right person to follow. And we see this borne out throughout his life. Hezekiah was a wonderful leader, particularly when he was following God most closely. We see it over and over again in his actions and in the record of his king. Uh, We we find that uh, as Hezekiah is coming to power, he is in a very dangerous place. And the Assyrian nation will invade and they will attack Hezekiah's people. And the enemies will actually surround Jerusalem. And Hezekiah finds himself in great danger with enemies literally on every side. And in that moment, surrounded by danger on every side, Hezekiah chose to pray. And the strangest thing happened when Hezekiah prayed. The people around him became more prayerful. Even Isaiah the prophet goes to God in prayer at Hezekiah's insistence. 
And as Hezekiah leads by following God, as Hezekiah prays, the people around him, the people leading, become more prayerful. He becomes a powerful leader because he is such a good follower. We see it again a little later when Hezekiah's personal life begins to fall apart. He becomes quite ill, and it looks as though he won't survive. And in this moment of personal crisis, in this moment of great personal distress, Hezekiah chose to be faithful. To once again meet with the prophet Isaiah. To live out his faith even when he was terrified. And it made such a strange impact on the people around him that they recorded this event and they passed it down as an example of how to be faithful in the midst of distress. And as Hezekiah lived his faith, the people around him became a little more faithful. He led by following And if we wanted to read even more, we'd have to move out of 2 Kings. We find more stories about Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 29. In 2 Chronicles 29, we find uh, that the people have begun to despair. Throughout Hezekiah's life, that northern kingdom, those northern tribes, would be invaded by Assyria and they would fall. And the people began to wonder if they would be next. They had forgotten how to worship. And they were plunged into the depths of despair. And at that moment, Hezekiah, seeing that his people had forgotten to worship, chose to build up the temple and he hired musicians to fill the temple so that Hezekiah himself could go into the house of the Lord and worship. And when Hezekiah chose to worship, the strangest thing happened. The people around him gathered together to worship. And they began to rejoice. And yet again, Hezekiah, by following God more closely, found that not only was he following God, but he was leading the people of God. Hezekiah made all the people around him a little more faithful, a little more prayerful, a little more worshipful. Hezekiah was a great leader because he was a good follower. He wasn't a perfect leader. He was a wonderful follower. And as we read this passage, I think Hezekiah's story gives us two distinct challenges for our own lives, things we can work on before we go to bed tonight. The first is obvious. The first challenge is to find Hezekiah. Okay, that may not have been obvious and it doesn't make a good bumper sticker, but I still think this is the first challenge for us from this passage is to find Hezekiah because in each of our lives, God has placed people who serve that same function. God has given us leaders in our lives. I'm not talking about large-scale geopolitical leaders. I'm talking about the people to whom you turn when you need advice or example or encouragement. The leaders in your life. The people you turn to, to see what it looks like to live a Christ-like life. There are people that God has placed in your life who make you just a little more faithful, a little more prayerful, a little more worshipful. And those people are different for each of us. I don't know where you'll find your Hezekiah. You might look in your family. For some of you, your family might be the last place you would look. You might look uh, to a student or to a teacher or to a colleague or to a coworker. You might look to a spouse or a teammate or a neighbor or a friend or a loved one. But God has placed people in your life who make you just a little bit better, a slightly better version of yourself. People who, who draw you closer to following Christ. People who lead by how well they follow. Some of those people are in the room with you right now. Whether you're worshiping in the sanctuary or worshiping at home. 
The people who draw you to worship are people who lead you by following so closely to Christ. I don't know who your Hezekiah is, but before this day is over, I challenge you to spend some time thinking about the Hezekiahs in your life. The people who charge you to become more faithful, more prayerful, more worshipful. Find ways to spend more time with the Hezekiahs God has given to you and find more of them. Find people who draw you deeper into your faith, deeper into prayer, deeper into worship. The first challenge is to find Hezekiah. The second challenge is kind of the mirror image of the first. Not to find Hezekiah, but to be Hezekiah. Again, not a great bumper sticker, but a good challenge. Because each of us has been called to a specific place, a specific community or family or situation or congregation or location. God has placed you in the lives of so many people. And your calling is to make everyone around you a little more Christ-like, a little more faithful, a little more prayerful, a little more worshipful. Your calling is to be Hezekiah to the people God has placed in your life. Your calling is to be a blessing so that every word, every deed, every action, your life itself would bear witness to the Christ who died and rose and will come again. You are called to be Hezekiah. And you never know who the people are who look to you for example and encouragement and advice. In fact, the more closely you're following Christ, the harder it may be to see them because your job is not to be a star, but a sign that points to the one whom you follow. So today, before this day is over, I challenge you to spend some time thinking about the places where you have been called to be Hezekiah. The places where you have a unique opportunity to be a blessing, to lead people deeper into their faith, into prayer, into worship. And if you're not sure where to begin, just invite them to come here with you. You are called to be a Hezekiah. Think about where God has placed you before you go to sleep tonight. As we worship together today, as we read this passage, this is the the perfect day for us to read about Hezekiah because today we will ordain and install officers. People God has placed in our church to serve as leaders. People we realize will not be perfect leaders. We didn't choose them because they're perfect leaders. We chose them because we believe they have the capacity to be wonderful followers. We will ordain and install officers because we believe they have the capacity to lead us deeper into our faith, deeper into prayer, and deeper into worship. As we read this passage this morning, we find the story of a leader who was a great leader because he was a wonderful follower. Someone who held fast to God, who followed the Lord and obeyed God's commands. In your life, God has placed Hezekiahs. Find out who they are. Spend more time with them. And in your life, you are called to be Hezekiah. To make the people around you a little bit better. A little more faithful. A little more prayerful. A little more worshipful. You are called to lead by being a wonderful follower. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.